0: People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Target, locking on in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects, powered by the brand that you come to know and trust. Destination Debbie, welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Eby. Get ready to take flight. We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. What's up, Football Nation? here we are. It's no longer a secret. Elite Seekers, Episode 1, powered by Destination Devi, is upon you. And you might be asking yourself, what is this about? Why am I here? Hey, this is where we find those elite prospects. This is where we find the next DK Metcalf before your league mates hear about them. This is where we bring trophies back to the home team. You heard it. We're ready. I'm pumped. I'm your host, Ben Eb, And I got to give a huge shout out to Ray and Jordan over at Destination Devi for just believing in me and bringing me onto the team. Couldn't be more pumped to just be around the kind of energy and passion that they're putting out there with every piece of content that you guys are seeing. And this is just the beginning. It's an incredible journey that they're on, and I'm just happy to, to be along for the ride and, and give you guys everything I possibly have. Today, we're going to really jump in and just go after a couple rookies that I feel are, are ones that are still too low exposure-wise uh, when it comes to these championship rosters that we're building, and ones that I think are absolutely attainable just based on some different factors. So DK Metcalf is a guy that, through my debut leagues, I was all over early on. And you don't always hit on the big-time prospects in terms of massive athleticism and, you know, how are they going to develop. This guy can only run straight. He can't run all these other routes, blah, 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 blah. But there's more to it. If a guy can ball, a guy can ball. And you got to watch that on tape. You have to understand the mentality that they bring. You got to read reports from beat writers, from anybody who's around the team. What's the guy's mentality like? Is he going to be someone that just constantly hones his craft and wants to be great? Or is he somebody that's lazy and he might have, you know, some physical talent, but the mentality just doesn't match up with that to take him to that elite level. And that's what we're here to kind of decipher and see what we can do and and find out. DK is a guy that in the offseason I was talking about as a 1,200-yard you know, 10 plus touchdown season coming in. Well, we're here. We're, we're well on pace for that. And people might've told me I was crazy in the summertime. I know the destination. Devy team was was definitely all over DK Metcalf, so that's awesome. But the people that couldn't get over the route running and his three cone and all these different things, screw analytics sometimes. It's a piece of the pie. You have to go and dig deeper. And you have to understand when a guy like DK Metcalf is paired up with a hall of fame quarterback and Russell Wilson, yeah, I said it. He's future Hall of Fame. Absolutely. That is a big piece of the pie. And when we start to investigate and target and identify these elite players, you're going to hit big when we do. And there's going to be times where you're wrong and something happens. And that's football. That's why we play the game of football and fantasy football. It's a game that you can't win 100 percent of the time. But when you do play in this style, it's going to be A player that runs similar value to three or four other players on another team that might be a, you know, consistent guy in your flex, but not going to win you a week. We're going for the guy that's going to win you the week. That's what we're looking for. And we're trying to be ahead of the curve while doing so. So we're going to jump right in here and talk about one of my favorite prospects coming in. A rookie that we're just now starting to see him crack the surface and show us what the potential future is, is gonna look like. And that's Denzel Mims, six foot three, two hundred and seven pound wide receiver who's 23 years old, currently on the 0-10 New York Jets. He went 59th overall in the second round, and currently a November ADP, according to DLF, was drafted as wide receiver 43, which is crazy when you look at some of the other wide receivers in that range. This guy ran a four three eight. 40 yard dash good for 96 percentile and good for 96 percentile speed score overall via player profiler which calculates speed based on size as well so his burst score was 131 90th percentile which calculates explosiveness and a 95th percentile catch radius score which calculates a player's ability to reach and secure in three-dimensional spaces so that is just screaming elite potential and he's currently hidden because he's on a team that's 0 and 10. He started the year off with a hamstring injury which, you know, had him missing the first many weeks of the season. And now you've just seen a four-game snapshot with Flacco and injured Darnold and it's been, you know, it's been rough going for that team overall, but he's been one of the few bright spots. His best comparable player is currently Chris Godwin, uh, which player profile calculates by combining physical attributes. Those workout metrics we've mentioned the college and pro productivity and efficiency in order to find the player that's their most similar NFL peer. So that's really, really important to what we're doing here. Uh, With those four games, uh, his 97% snap share, which is currently ranked number four among all wide receivers, had al- has allowed him to see seven, three, eight, and eight targets. Good for 42 yards, 42 yards, 62 yards, and 71 yards. So we're trending in the right direction there again with really poor just offensive output from that team, really poor quarterback play, and on a team that currently ranks 25th in the NFL in pass plays per game, which makes what he's doing even more incredible. Whether the Jets decide to bring in a guy like Trevor Lawrence or a guy like Justin Fields with that number one overall pick that they're sure to get next year, you can bet that the passing plays per game will improve dramatically, especially When they decide to move on from everybody's favorite coach, Adam Gase, and uh, that whole shenanigans of a system that he typically runs. And, and, you know, we see those fantasy stars start to show up once they leave his system, including one, uh, maybe Kalen Balash. That would be crazy. But Denzel Mims is the elite target that we are looking for. You need to be locked in on a guy like this. If your trade deadline has not passed in your Dynasty League, then you need to go pull your best Kevin Costner from draft day impression and get your guy. I'm telling you, if you go watch tape on Denzel Mims when he played for Baylor, he is a monster. His hands are incredible, and he's just fun to watch. That size and speed combo is very, very smooth, and he's just fluid out there on the field. It seems effortless and... You know, all the reports out of camp before the hamstring injury is saying this guy is working his butt off. You heard some of the other receivers in the room watch the interview of Vince Smith just talking about Denzel Mims just looks different as a rookie. And unfortunately, he had that hamstring pull and, and we didn't get to see much early on already to add on to the rough offseason that these incoming rookies had to battle. So you got to go get your guy. You got to go get a guy like Denzel Mims that Could eventually be just a plug and play wide receiver on your team with a hopefully stud quarterback. You know, you'd love to see Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields just come in and just light the league on fire. And everything we're seeing in college so far says that they're going to have a great opportunity to do that. The only thing that would scare me is if Gase stuck around, but there's no way with the current record. I'm just not worried about that at all, even if he sticks around for the rest of the season. Just helps them solidify that number one pick. Our next elite prospect is Chase Claypool. AKA MapleTron. This guy is a six foot four, 238 pound monster of a wide receiver, currently only 22 years old, and playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who took him 49th overall in this year's second round of the NFL draft. Currently, Chase Claypool is going as wide receiver 22, according to ADP for November on DLF. He ran a 4.42 40-yard dash, which is good for 89th percentile, and with his size, makes him good for a 99th percentile score via player profiler. 131.9 burst score is 92nd percentile, and again, that's all about the explosiveness. His best comparable player is Brandon Marshall. That guy just had a hell of a career. Some ups and downs for sure, but when he was on... He was one of the toughest receivers to stop, just a monster on the field and something that, you know, we're hoping we could see Chase Claypool fully grow into. Through 10 games so far, Claypool is wide receiver 18 in PPR, led by 10 touchdowns. Yeah, I said that. 10 games, 10 touchdowns. This guy is a machine. He broke out and... (laughs) It's just it's incredible to see the trust that the Steelers have in him early on. Now, why would I consider Claypool someone we should target as he's obviously already broken out with these 10 touchdowns in 10 games? And that's because we're just scratching the surface to what he can do. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this is a buy high opportunity, similar to what DK Metcalf was this offseason. DK Metcalf had a great, great rookie season, and we still kept saying, oh, well, Tyler Lockett, that's the guy. There's no way. DK is never going to get enough targets. That offense just never going to pass enough. It's a run-first offense. There's no way he can be elite. He's fun to watch, but nope. Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett. Don't get me wrong. Tyler Lockett is an absolute stud, and he is a guy that is going to continue to produce for your fantasy teams. Well, you now you have a similar situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have people that did not believe in Chase Claypool early on for many reasons. But now here we are with these touchdowns and they still can't get over the fact that Chase Claypool is a goddamn monster. He is a monster, okay? Deontay Johnson is there and he's a target hog. He's showing us that. His last three games, he's had 10, 11, and 16 targets which has scared a lot of managers into believing Claypool is not elite I and mean, is not going to ever get there because Deontay is going to block the way, just like Tyler Lockett was supposed to block the way for DK Metcalf. Let them think that. Juju is there also. He's been having a good year. Definitely some up and down moments, but overall a really good year and he's young. Well, people need to realize Juju might not even be there next year. We just don't know. With that said, Deontay having these targets, that's great underneath. But Claypool is the guy that's going to get up, get down field, and Big Ben is just going to trust him and throw the ball up there. We've already seen that early on with no off season really, like no preseason games, and we're already seeing that kind of chemistry. That's crazy. That's trust, and Claypool's confidence just seems to be growing week after week. That is big time. The Steelers just are known for drafting wide receivers, finding these guys, and developing them big time, so anything that you are worried about Claypool can't do, well, we're seeing... How great of a coach Tomlin is, and he's putting him in position to absolutely succeed. And with these other, you know, quick wide receivers around him that are doing a great job of getting open, it's just going to make Claypool have more and more one-on-one coverage, which you just can't stop a guy at that size of six-four, dang near two hundred and forty pounds, running a four-four forty. That's just it's just not fair. So this is absolutely a situation where a rookie has broke out and we know that they're on their way. But there's also a lot of doubt in the fantasy football community that he's going to continue the rapid growth that he's on. And that's why you have to go out and buy high. He will absolutely continue to grow into the system, into his role. Um, and, And we've seen the huge jump that DK made in year two. So why can't Chase Claypool Continue to grow this year and then make that same big jump. There's talks of people being worried about Big Ben and is he going to be back? You know, he's battling injuries and he's old. If you watch any of the Steelers games this year, uh, you know, as they're 10 and 0 now, you'll see a certain passion and fire that Big Ben has seemed to reignited. Coming off of a tough year where he had that massive elbow injury, he's just having fun out there. His wide receiver room is one of the best across the board that he's ever had, and he's ready to take advantage of that. Yeah, sure. He's on the the backside of the hill when it comes to his career, but we're seeing some of these quarterbacks go, you know, well into their 40s. And all I'm asking is another two to three years to allow Claypool to develop to the point where it doesn't even matter who his quarterback is. That is absolutely in the realm of possibility and something that I expect. I just don't see Big Ben, you know, aside from a major injury that he can't come back from, retiring anytime soon. So that is not even a worry for me. But again, it just creates opportunity to go out there. And get a guy like Chase Claypool, a.k.a. Mapletron, who is going to be a monster for the next, you know, eight years, seven years uh, on your dynasty team. So what better opportunity do you have to do that? It's just it just blows my mind that, you know, people aren't willing to take those chances. This show is all about rolling the dice. And what can you do to get a step ahead in your leagues? If you're a middling team, if you're a team that, you know, competes, but you say competes and just barely squeaks in the playoffs and then gets knocked out right away. Why wouldn't you go after this guy? Give up one of your studs that's, you know, 28, 29, 30 years old, or one of them plus a second round pick, or go give up a first round pick. That's fine. This is a guy that's going to be worth it. You know, the first round picks are looking great and we'll get into those those prospects for next year. But you're with a guy that's doing it already. This is, you know, Claypool has just been an absolute monster and you got to get them on your rosters. This is this is what you need to make happen. Make it happen. This is a winning trade. If you want to bring these trophies home, you got to make this happen. So, uh, you know, that's that's what it's all about. I want to talk a little bit about DK Metcalf. You know, I already mentioned how much of a, you know, stud he's been. But I want you to go back and think about the the mentality of some of these guys. If you knew a little bit about DK's story, he definitely had an up and down college career. And, and that was one of the knocks on him. You know, he ended up being the eighth receiver picked in his draft. And if you listen to a lot of the beat writers and the reports after that happened, instantly you heard about Russell kind of taking DK under his wing and hanging out with him in the offseason and seeing the workouts that he was doing with Richard Sherman, with other pro players across the board. This guy... Was just trying to do anything and everything to be the best. He doesn't want to be great. He wants to be the best. And he's with the quarterback that might be able to make that happen for him. So we'll see. That takes a ton of longevity and and staying healthy across the board. But the work ethic's there. And that's what you got to look for with these with these prospects, with these players on your teams. You know, is it a guy that's just gonna, you know, be there and and okay, and he's a flash in the pan because he had a couple cool highlights? Or is that athleticism? Is that elite potential going to actually grow into that elite player and that's what we're looking to looking to find out. DK's story is crazy, man. He he was fired up even more so by getting overlooked, you know, with so many wide receivers going ahead of him. So, this is a guy that was waiting to hear his name in round 1. There was talk of him potentially being a top 10 pick and then he just kept falling in the draft, falling in the draft. And we know anybody that's great at whatever position they played or whatever you know, profession they're in had to overcome adversity. And, and adversity just makes you stronger. It's it raises your ceiling. I'm a big believer in that no matter what it is. So you got to go and, and do what you got to do to get these guys on your team. You'll have fun, you know, rooting for them. You're gonna have fun watching them. You're gonna have a damn fun time, you know, watching yourself just kind of go up in your league rankings and you know, with that, as these guys develop on your roster. So that's our goal with the elite seekers podcast. I'm, I'm more than excited to be here and, uh, you know, continue to hopefully put the bug in your ear to go get some of the right guys. We're not going to be right all the time, but I promise you we're going to put in the work to make sure we're, we're not missing on targets that you should know about. That's the goal here and we're gonna have a good time doing it. You'll hear some guests in the future. Uh, you'll also, you know, hear different things and, and, different segments that we're going to try. So the goal is to continue to connect with all of our listeners and and just build the fan base here. Whatever way we can make this happen for you, it's going to happen. I'm pumped for that. What we're going to end with here is a quote of the show. I'm going to make sure I do this every single episode, but it's important to me. We got a lot going on in the world, and I appreciate you guys taking a little bit of your time to come and listen to what we got going on at Elite Seekers. And, And let's end it on something great. You can check me out at Mr. Underscore EB. Feel free to shoot me a DM if you got questions regarding fantasy football or anything else. But again, I look forward to getting to know each and every one of you. And I appreciate your time spent with the Elite Seekers podcast. So here's the quote. This quote comes from one of my favorite movies, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. And here it is. Don't ever let someone tell you that you can't do something. Not even me. You got a dream. You got to protect it. When people can't do something themselves, they're going to tell you that you can't do it. You want something, go get it, period. That's so big with 2020 and what we've been through already. Uh, I wouldn't be on this podcast if it wasn't for advice and, and you know just powerful info like that. So again, huge, huge shout out to Ray. Big shout out to Jordan. Um, man, those guys are family now, and, and we're going to continue to bring you everything we can via Destination Debbie. You know the Elite Seekers is here. We're going to lock on, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Elite Seekers out.